Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Muhammadin wa alihi al-Tahirin. For most people, the month of Ramadan is all about food. We think about food in the morning. We think about food in the evening. We think about food in the afternoon. We think about food in between the morning and the afternoon. And undoubtedly, we think about food in between the afternoon and evening. Food is the only thing that many people, they reflect upon and they contemplate during the holy month of Ramadan. We wake up in the morning and we wonder what we're going to eat for iftar. We go to sleep at night thinking what we're going to wake up to eat for suhoor. Every part of our day is about food and drink and consumption. Again, void of any remembrance of the purpose of the month of Ramadan, which is to remove ourselves from the distractions and the shackles of food and drink. Pretty ironic, nonetheless. And on this day, as we reflect upon the birth of Imam Hassan ibn Ali al-Mujtaba, the grandson of the Messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, the son of Ali and Fatima who was born on the 15th of the month of Ramadan in the second year after Hijrah, I wanted to take a look at a really beautiful hadith of his that speaks to us about the importance of reflecting upon things other than food and drink. And undoubtedly, we can take benefit from his words and wisdoms during these nights and days. In this beautiful report, he, alayhi salam, says, عَجِبْتُ لِمَنْ يَتَفَكَّرْ فِي مَأْكُولِهِ كَيْفَ لَا يَتَفَكَّرْ فِي مَأْقُولِهِ He says, I am amazed at the one who thinks about his food. I am amazed at the one who thinks about what he's going to eat, what he's going to drink, how much I'm going to eat, how much I'm going to drink. وَلَمْ يَتَفَكَّرْ فِي مَأْقُولِهِ But does not think about what knowledge enters into his mind. And over here, there's a play on words for those of you who understand the Arabic language between the word ma'kul and ma'kul. Ma'kul meaning food, ma'kul, of course, meaning the knowledge or the intellect or the rationale or that virtually which enters into our spiritual hearts. We spend so much time, again, preparing meals during the month of Ramadan and otherwise. We are sure to measure how much protein that we're eating versus carbs how many vegetables that we're eating and how many fruits that we're intaking, how many bottles of water that we're drinking during the course of a day, making sure that we're not drinking too much caffeine so that we don't get too dehydrated or whatever it may be. But how many of us are truly reflective and contemplative about what knowledge that we are intaking on a day-to-day basis? And I don't only mean the knowledge of the books that we read, but the information that is consistently being bombarded into our minds and into our hearts on a day-to-day basis. We open up, and I remind myself before anyone else, we open up our days by looking at our phones. We close our days by looking at our phones. We often look down and fail to look up and see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around us. And this month of Ramadan is an opportunity again to hit that reset button with regards to so many of our habits and so many of our practices. So during the course of these nights and days, how can we reverse our thinking, reverse our values in order to truly understand and be receptive 
to where and how we're taking in knowledge, and even who our company is. Like we know, going back to the hadith of the Imam, السلام, that when we're in the company of some people, we just tend to necessarily not eat so much. When you're with uh, your family in a large gathering, people are oftentimes a little bit less careful with whatever their diets are, whatever their you know, traditional lifestyles are, particularly during the month of Ramadan. If people are distributing sweets, you're going to say, why not? It's just the month of Ramadan and I'm fasting anyway. And that's fine. No worries about that. But similarly, on a day-to-day basis outside of this holy month, who are the people that we surround ourselves with? Do we enter into gatherings of piety and of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What do I converse with my friends about? Do we talk about what's happening in the world, how we can make a difference in the world? Do we talk about verses of the Quran that we found interesting? Do we talk about things of value, or do we only contemplate upon the last Netflix show that we were all watching together, or whatever it might be. It's important that we're surrounding ourselves in an environment that is conducive to our learning and to our intaking, again, of knowledge and experiences of others that allow for us to transcend and slowly grow and cultivate these hearts and these souls of ours. Imam al-Hassan salam again he says, I'm amazed at the one who thinks about his food but doesn't think about his mind, doesn't think about his heart. And such that he stays away, he continues, And he stays away from all of the things that harm his stomach, but he allows for everything that might harm his heart to enter into it. We mentioned a beautiful hadith from the Messenger of God, السلام, some nights ago, in which he states, that the heart is the sanctuary of God. So don't allow for anything to enter into this heart except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet the heart is this incredibly receptive mechanism. These minds and these rationales and these souls of ours, they're receptive to their environment. It's really important that we work toward surrounding ourselves in an environment that again is only conducive to that ultimate goal of ours, which is growth. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَهَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا That the successful is the one who has purified it. But the unsuccessful is the one who has damaged it. Sometimes we don't even make an intention toward being in an environment whereby we are totally void of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But nonetheless, as days go, weeks go, months go, we realize that those who we surround ourselves with, those who we engage with in terms of social interactions, in reality are slowly pulling us away from our responsibilities, from our prayers, from our community, from the values that we understand are meant to be cultivated during this holy month of Ramadan. Today, these days, one by one, as we hit the last half of the holy month of Ramadan, are a good opportunity for us to be reflective and for us to think about who is it that we surround ourselves with? What is it that we are watching on a day-to-day basis, listening to on a day-to-day basis, being receptive to? And how is that either bringing me closer to God or pulling me away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I so consumed by things like the logo on the front of my car or the brand of my clothing such, again, 
that I'm so consumed with their remembrance and that research, so to say, of what my next purchase is going to be, such again that I have no concern or care for my spiritual. You know, when you go back to certain moments in your life, those moments when you felt most content and most satisfied, it's often not when you made a really expensive purchase or received a really incredible gift. But for many people, it's the moment when they felt closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That moment during the month of Ramadan when you were worshiping God in the darkness of night. Or when you surrounded yourself in a gathering in a community, again, that cultivated the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or the first time your eyes glanced at the holy Kaaba, Or that you performed the visitation to the Prophet and his family, alayhim as-salam. There are certain moments which transcend the human experience because, again, those are the moments whereby our hearts, our souls, our minds, our intellects truly were receptive to. But when we consider only our stomachs, our physical desires, we realize that those are so passing. They're so transient. And when the Imam salam is saying, I am amazed at the one who is only concerned with his food. He's not only speaking specifically toward the desire of our stomachs, but talking about the desires of the physical manifestation of this body. We love food. We love sleep. We love intimacy. We love all of these realities again that once they're satiated, that's it. We're good. We have this intention that we want to eat X amount of food for iftar at the end of the day, but once we eat two, three bites, once we eat half of what we intended, our bodies are satisfied. But the heart, the soul, is never satisfied. It always requires more. And so we should feed it with the remembrance of God, with an increase in knowledge, with an opportunity to continue to find that contentment that it is seeking. And when the heart is content, when the intellect is content, when the soul is content, when our spiritual dimension has reached that state of contentment, then nothing else matters. We're not concerned about food. We're not concerned about sleep. We're not concerned about drink. During this month of Ramadan, let us take heed of the words of wisdom from Imam Hassan salam, and be amongst those who think about our hearts before we think about our stomachs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. وصل اللهم على محمد وآله الطاهرين. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.